Hey everybody, it's Kat Jones, your host as usual. Today we're all terrified about the world, but that's okay because it's January 9th of Queer All Year. Hey everybody, Kat's back with my co-host is what I'm calling him now, Mick G. Well, that's terrible. Well, in case you didn't listen to our intro, this is Queer All Year. We're talking about queer history, and today is January 9th. Today is a little bit terrifying, I think. I'm not sure what history is going to look like in the future. Like I said, we're making history every day. I think history is a little scary right now. So we're going to talk about history in the past. Unfortunately, I don't have, like, happy stories for us, but I am going to talk about the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Mick G, you remember the Flying Spaghetti Monster? I remember something involving noodles. Well, did you know that my high school biology class created the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Um, yeah, I think I remember hearing the story once or a thousand times, maybe. Yeah, I probably tell everyone it at least five times. And we didn't create it ourselves exactly. Our school board created it by deciding that we had to spend exactly as much time talking about intelligent design as we did evolution. And... So that prompted a professor named Bobby Henderson to send a letter to our school board because he was kind of ticked off about it like the rest of us were. And he said that if we were going to teach intelligent design the same amount as evolution, then we have to teach about the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Because why isn't he getting any credit? And for that matter, at least three of my family members, including me, we are dudist priests. Why aren't we talking about the dude? That's not fair. I mean, he has the best weddings and he abides. The dude does abide. The dude doesn't abide some things, but you have to read the dude to Ching, if that's how it's pronounced, in order to learn what we do not abide. Other things we don't abide are more stupid decisions by our school system. Um, like the time they decided that We were supposed to talk about how there were some people who weren't straight, but we weren't allowed to learn about people who weren't straight. So my biology teacher had kind of a hard time figuring that out when we got to human sexuality. So he said, quote, and I remember this, quote, I also have to tell you guys, sometimes men are attracted to men and women are attracted to other women. I'm sorry, but I can't tell you anything else. And that had stuck in my brain the whole time because that was my entire high school, that was my entire educational system education on basically any kind of sexuality that was relevant to anything. And why is this relevant? Well, because on this day in 1988, over 10,000 LGBTQ protesters marched in the streets of central London against the passage of Clause 28 of the Local Government Act. It had been voted through in May, and it was enacted on December 8th. And the protests started officially on this date, but there had been a lot of backlash for a long time. And I can talk about this forever, um, but I won't. But if you're from England, well, or Britain, you know... Not just, you know, I, I know what you guys are. 
don't come at me. Um, you, you probably know what Clause 28 is. What it said, I'm going to quote it directly. Um, any local authority, quote, shall not intentionally promote homosexuality or publish material promoting homosexuality, end quote, or, start quote again, promote the teaching in any maintained school of the acceptability or homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. So, as an American, or maybe just as an oblivious little child floating along on the little mermaid and playing war with my brother's action figures and then growing up to daydream through most of history class, I only really heard good things about Margaret Thatcher. She was a woman, and that fact alone was feminist. She may or may not have reduced unemployment across Britain for like a week. Britain. I called you Britman. I don't care. For like a week. And she survived an IRA assassination attempt, which I'm, you know, I'll just give her. It's pretty cool. But, um, she was kind of not cool on a lot of things. When I got to college, I started watching British stuff because I started realizing there was a world. And I started listening to British comedians, just comedians from anywhere that wasn't the U.S. And, and like, boy, howdy, do they not like Margaret Thatcher? And I was like, well, but I, I thought everybody liked Margaret Thatcher. So, like any good citizen of the world should do, when they hear about a politician they don't know anything about, I went out to learn about her. Meaning that I should have looked into her in maybe fourth grade if I had been a good citizen. So why do people hate her? Um, I'm going to do a whole profile on Margaret Thatcher someday because this episode, this episode could be like an hour and McGee is going to have to shut me up when I do a profile on her because that's going to be, that's going to be a lot. But she, the reason I want to punch her dead face is because of a speech she gave to the Conservative Party Conference on October 9th, 1987, when this piece of crap decided it was cool to say, quote, Children are being taught that they have an inalienable right to be gay. All those children are being cheated of a sound start in life. End quote. So, like... Why don't you go back to making ice cream for those kids instead of talking about what you think is right for them, okay? I'm done listening to you. Anyway, Clause 28 was her response to our totally real inalienable right to be gay that is absolutely not robbing children of anything. Hey, Kat, I'm just gonna jump in real quick. I've got a little bit to say about... Uh, the difference between inalienable and inherent. Oh, you know I am an English major, and I have a history podcast, right? It is about history. It's okay. about Thomas Jefferson and the Constitution. Okay, then go ahead and talk about words. All right. So, when the Constitution was originally written, the first draft had the word inherent rights in it, which meant that someone was born with their rights, the rights to uh, pursue happiness. Now, with inalienable, there is a big difference there. That means that if you already have rights, they cannot be taken away from you. So, something you already have, such as property, 
or the pursuit of happiness is an inalienable right because it is something that you have acquired. Now, if it were an inherent right, that would mean you were born with that right. So Congress, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to make the word inalienable so that it would apply to slaves. It would keep slavery still as slaves. If they had inherent rights, that would mean... They were people. Uh, yes, that's exactly what it would mean. And they were entitled to vote and have land and uh, fight for their rights, well, which Jeffers was not something that the Continental Congress was willing to um, give in on at that point in time. Well, and that's definitely not something Jefferson would have wanted because he had his slave mistress is what they call her. I'm going to say rape victim and um how many kids do they say he has or how many descendants it's like 300,000 yeah. or something yeah yeah there were at least a few thousand descendants and he he had a lot of awful fun with his slaves he was pretty pro-slavery yeah it's it's um, no wait he was anti-slavery well on paper he's anti-slavery in real life he was pro-slavery it's kind of strange he he used slave labor and yet he wrote that original document that would have freed the slaves. Yeah, yeah, he was a jerk. So let's get back to queer history and not the history of how our founding fathers felt about slavery because I get to talk about Hamilton later this week and we will do it then. And oh boy, is the thespian inside me excited. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is not exciting. I am sorry to immediately be a downer. Uh, we're going to talk about Cynthia Nicole, who was a Honduras trans woman. She worked tirelessly for trans rights, especially sex workers, which is the highest at-risk community in the world to be murdered. And it's disgusting because any of any being any one of those things increases your risk. And so combining them together, I mean, it's just, I have friends who are sex workers and who are trans and I truly, I worry about them every day. At some point in my day, I go, God, I hope they're alive. So to be an activist in Honduras is incredible. She was amazing. And there are a lot of amazing activists down there. But the reason we're talking about her today is because she was assassinated in a drive-by and they never caught the people who did it because it's Honduras and she's trans. And they just have so much violence against the LGBT community there. I'm going to quote um, from a September 2019 article by, I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, I'm so sorry, Mirta Postema. Mirta Postema. I'm sorry. That says, quote, Violence against LGBT people does make Honduras unlivable for many. According to her, end quote. According to the article, Honduras takes no measure to determine how many acts of violence are perpetrated against the queer community. And not to be in Honduras defense at all, but it's probably pretty hard 
for them to keep track of who's being killed when their country tends to have as many murders per year as people who die in countries at war. Now, I do have a citation for an article where I got that information. The citation is way too long to list here. It's a huge at all thing, so I'll put it in the show notes. So, how you doing, Honduras? If you're queer out there and it's hard, just reach out to us. Reach out to someone. I don't want to tell you to be safe because it's not your job. It's everyone else's job to not have to make you be safe. But... Be safe. We love you. And we know there are a lot of other places that aren't safe. I mean, around the corner here, it's not safe, but there are other entire countries that aren't safe. If you want to talk to us on any of our social media accounts, our account names are Queer All Year Pod everywhere. We are Queer All Year on Facebook, and you can join the Facebook group Queer All Year Fam. And we would love to talk to you there and to hopefully talk you through anything bad that might be happening in your country or your community or your own little personal world. Because there are a lot of worlds colliding right now that, and we want to help everybody through it as far as we can. Um, we do also have a phone number now, which is 785 Five, eight. Now, I think we can only receive calls from inside the United States, and we won't be able to respond to any of the calls. You can also text it, and we can't respond to the texts. But if you leave us your name and your permission to use it on a show, we might just use your voicemail or text on the show. And feel free to say you'd rather be anonymous. And feel free to say you don't want to be on the show. Um, You can find us at our website, queerallyearpod.lgbt, which is down at the moment. It will be up at some point. You can find us at Patreon, which is also down at the moment. It will be up very soon, as is our PayPal. But the biggest thing you can do for us, no matter what, ever, every single time, any episode comes out, the best thing you can do for us is you can subscribe and share and give us a five-star review. Hopefully you think we're worth five stars, but even if maybe we're like a 4.5 or 4, I mean, give us a five-star review because it bumps us up in the ratings. It helps more people find us. And you can just say, you know, hey, I like elephants and they told me to write a review. I, I like constructive criticism, but you know, As long as it's a five-star review and you have enough letters in there that Apple will let you hit send, that is the best thing you can do for us and for the world, in my opinion. One last thing. I am currently asking for any stories, experiences, or just any sort of gripes, maybe, about um, the history of... LGBT treatment in the military. I've been thinking about it a lot in current times, and I think I would really like to address it right now because I know it has been a long and crazy history, and I would love to have real-life stories in there. 
And if you're from Iran, I would love to have a story from there too. So we can kind of try and meet both sides. We don't have to hate each other. We, as a queer community, for sure, gotta stick together. So I would love to hear military stories, Middle East stories. I just want to hear your stories. You can email them to us at hello at queerallyearpod.lgbt or send them to any of our social media sites that I mentioned earlier. Um, I know the world's a little scary right now, but remember, even though the world is terrifying, we all have the power to make history better together. And as always, you're important and we love you. 